Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 144 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I am your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Miracle. Wow, Jacob, what a morning. I come into work, it's early, I'm tired, and it's pitch black. There was a power outage. And first of all, let me just tell you, you walk in and it's pitch black, but there was like seven people standing there to greet me. And I was like, oh, no, I'm going down for something. And I don't know what it is. It was a, it's a dang uh, Midsommar situation you were walking to like that early in the morning. Yeah, it really does feel that way. I like to think that this morning you were walking around like uh, Sylvester the Cat with like a little candle in a little holder, walking around with a little night hat on. Here's the thing that happens. Your whole day just flashes before your eyes where you're like, maybe the power won't come on and I'll get to go home. And you're like, what am I going to do? And I was like, am I going to go back to bed? And I was like, no, 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 maybe I'll make like breakfast. And then you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to read this book or wait, maybe I'll finish my show. And, and the excitement of those stolen days. Oh, and then you- literally while I was deep in dreaming, it was like, boom, and all the lights turned back on. You, you poor child. You, got, you let yourself get your hopes up and everything. I know should, better. Know I know better. I do know better than that. But I have to say, what a what a thrilling morning. You know what else is thrilling, Jacob? What's that, Michelle? Thriller books. Oh, I like what you did there. Did you like that? I felt I like that was a very Jacob segue. Yeah. It's even better because we didn't at all point it out. Like that's what makes it better. <laughs> Shut up, Jacob. <laughs> so, but I do want to talk about thriller books, a, a real treat, I'd say, for readers everywhere. At some point, everybody is just in the mood to read a thriller. And as the years progress, more and more chilling suspense novels are coming out. You see them on uh, the bestseller lists around the world. So definitely a hugely popular genre. Oh, not just see them on the bestseller list. They're all over HBO and the movie theaters. Like they're rotten. Oh yeah, you guys. write a thriller and they're like, we would like to make this into a limited series show. Yeah. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman show up throwing money at you at this point if you just say, I have a female-led like, thriller. Thank you. I mean, ever since Gone Girl, I yeah. feel like the demand for literary thrillers has changed just drastically increased. Oh my God, yes. And some of the best ones out there are written by women. And because it is Women's History Month, we thought we would focus on female thriller writers who are just taking the world by storm. Yeah, who, who would think that in 2021 women would have the greatest basis to write books about fear? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that situation. That was fantastic. Wait, I just, I thought of something terrible. We can call this Thrill Her Month. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's that's patent pending copyrighted, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, truly. Don't try to steal that. Um, Okay, so we're going to talk about some books. We aren't going to talk about a lot of the well-known classics like Shirley Jackson and Patricia Highsmith and... I mean, everyone seems very familiar with Gillian Flynn and Tana French and Sue Grafton and Lisa Gardner. These are the books that just come across my desk like one a month, it feels like. And I'm like, you are just pumping these thrillers out. And I mean, those people have so many readers, so they don't need the help. They right. don't need the bump. I mean, you, you guys know what the big ones are. You know what you know. They got Charlize Theron's um, fingerprints all over. <laughs> yeah, that's so. true. Just any, yeah, you know who the big ones, guys. We're going to avoid those for now. Yeah, we're going to avoid some people that are doing really well, have written books that have really great reviews. Um, people seem to be super into them, and maybe you haven't heard of them. And I have to say, as someone who didn't really read books like this, 
every now and then I really, I truly crave one. It's kind of an escape. It's really fun if it's like a whodunit. Sometimes they're written and it's just not, it's not so much work. I read a lot of stuff that feels like a lot of work. And then I'm like, oh, wait, reading for pleasure. I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm a sucker for uh, cliffhangers. And that's the best part about these thriller books is that every every chapter ends on some kind of big like aha or shock moment. Like it's it's makes it so fun to read. You always want to keep going. That's what you're supposed to do with a book. You don't want to have a situation where you're just st- sitting there staring at the same page for a half an hour. Yes, totally. You want a book to be as my boss hates more than anything is you want it to be unput downable. Unput She hates that word. It's and a it, perfectly it's... cromulent word. I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> it is. See, Kelly, there you go. Okay, so the first book I'm going to start with, this is it is a better known author. She has five books out right now. One of them is the Dark in a dark dark wood the woman in cabin 10 the lion game so these might sound familiar to you her fifth novel is the turn of the key by ruth ware okay so if you're not familiar with her you should definitely check her out check her out in her latest thriller she's taking writers on this terrifying journey as rowan kane begins a new job that will only end in tragedy so down on her luck rowan jumps at the chance to become a nanny to a wealthy family in scotland but the family is more strange than she could ever imagined and soon she is being blamed for the death of one of the children of course so if she wants to regain her freedom and walk away from the case unharmed she is going to have to prove her innocence find the person who really did it i love this already i'm jazzed about this i love the fact that it's set in scotland because i'm just going to have fun scottish accents the entire time <laughs> yeah. reading this book that would actually probably be a really good audiobook oh f- fabulous I don't, I don't even want to get into who you would think about doing it it can only be sean connery he's got to come back <laughs> from the grave <laughs> you know what if there. sean connery did an audiobook for that nowadays uh it'd be the highest selling audiobook ever <laughs> you'll be like what is happening here so what do you want to do i have a list of a ton you have a list you want to do some uh, what do you got yeah i'll bust out a couple here for you that's what i like to hear all right so uh, the first one i'm going to go with is uh the split by s.j bolton the split the okay split it's uh, described as a tense gripping narrative with a twist you won't see coming which you know that's, that's what you want out of a thriller, I like right? when you describe books you haven't read i can't tell at all <laughs> yeah, i know it's very subtle isn't it <laughs> So, okay, this one, the, one of the things that intrigued me about it as I was going through the description was it's set in a remote Antarctic island. Which Antarctic? I always enjoy because, you know, running around in a whole lot of clothing and hoods and coats and stuff like that, it's right up my alley. I can relate to that kind of stuff. Um, um okay. Well you, well, you live in Buffalo. You're used oh. to running around in clothing. I see. I thought you were running from things. But you know what? We don't need to get on, that's, that's on that a, on the air. It's more of a spring thing, don't you think? Jeez. <laughs> so... In true vampire-ish fashion, she gets oh. left on the island after the last boat of the season is uh, gone, oh. and her uh, abusive husband, who just get outside, just got out of jail for murder, just got released and is milling about with her. <laughs> so, Wait, how did he end up on the island? I guess I'll have to read, the book. Have to read the book. I'm going with uh, jet ski in Antarctica. <laughs> that's what. That's what I like. To say. I'm going with just a sled pulled by seals. Ooh, I like, like that, that? yeah they're just pulling it right across the ice um there's also a doctor in there who's like delving into the um like her backstory a little bit like not everything is as it seems with her she's got more of a darker 
psychological background that was first okay. let on. So, you know, it's got all your good thriller elements, a good setting, good little premise. Definitely feels like there's going to be some uh, twist going on at the end there. So we'll go check it out. All right. I like it. Okay. The next one I want to talk about is The Lost Night by Andrea Bartz. Um, so Edie is the character in this book and she is just living her best life in New York City after graduation. She's got a great group of friends. What a promising start to a book. <laughs> but when I'm she I'm sure nothing's going to happen. <laughs> nothing's going to happen. But when she is found dead from an apparent suicide, her friends are really shocked and confused and because of the loss, they all end up going their separate ways. You know, they're all really distraught by it. 10 years after Edie's death, one of the friends, Lindsay, stumbles upon a video that makes her think that Edie was murdered and that she might have been involved. Oh, so. And you find like, a video and you're like, wait, I have something to do with this. So she needs to get to the bottom of the mystery, even if it causes her to discover a horrible truth about the night that Edie died. So it's like, who can even know what that really means? Like, you'd see a video and you're like, wait. I was involved in this murder, so that's a great premise that for a book. A, that is a cool premise, actually. It like takes you back to when I was young, <laughs> just finding out that you were involved in murders <laughs> randomly would, a couple of weeks. This later. wouldn't shock me. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't be totally shocked by that. I like that kind of premise, man. That's a very moment. I'm telling you, thrillers are where it's at. Female-led thrillers here. They know. They know what you want. It's got all the elements you want. Possible in, uh, inclusion in a murder, maybe a <laughs> unknown twin running around. That's always a favorite part of my. Uh, oh, I don't. For I don't like the unknown twin. Really, you don't Cop like the out. last minute twin sur- uh, surprise? No. Well, either way, that book sounds pretty. You better awesome, start talking, right? or I'm going to talk more. Oh, you can always <laughs> talk more. You got to always have the better choices. All right, so another one that came out uh, is "The Better Liar" by Tanine Jones. So this one, I got a real like. Um, I can't remember that Jennifer Jason Lee movie where she had like a body double. Um, but basically she had a body double. Well, like a, somebody that was like trying to take her life. Well, I'll never remember it now. Um, but so this movie or this movie, this book is about a lady who uh, conceals her do- uh, sister's death in order to try to get at this co-inheritance that they have. So she has to try to hide that her sister died. So in, you know, Typical, this can't possibly go wrong fashion. She finds somebody <laughs> who kind of looks like her. Oh, this like is right sister. up your alley. This is yeah. almost a twin story. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, that kind of looks like her twin sister and is like, hey, I'm going to give you some money if you help me do this, uh, you know, this little uh, fiction here. So, And then, of course, as you would expect, things start going kind of sideways because turns out that this person that's willing to pretend to be a dead person might actually have had some shady doings in their past. And might well, be up I to never. Stuff. I know. Who would think, right? Um, it just sounds so cool. I like these body swap, like steal your identity kind of ideas because it's something. I'm, I can't believe I'm actually going to invoke this. It reminds me a lot of The Net with uh, Sandra Bullock. That you, was, remember, you remember that terrible movie? That was a terrible movie. I figured you were just thinking like Face Off. You like the switching. Oh, did you know <laughs> that there's a sequel to Face Off coming? Stop it. I am dead Is serious. Is it called Face Back On? I hope so. And I hope that Travolta's, would be a great. Travolta's back for Nicolas Cage, but we don't have time to get into that awesome no, story. No, not at all. Um, but it's always fabulous when you think you could actually probably get your whole life stolen because who, especially after last year, even knows who anybody is anymore. Everybody is just a name or a picture on a Zoom chat. Everybody's just a mask. Yeah, pretty much. You could be 
I don't even know if you're the real Michelle anymore. Who could tell? <laughs> it's always been seeing in masks for the last. Sadly, year. I I know it's you. There is there is no well. there's no denying it. Yeah, um, okay, pod people did well. I'm gonna do a couple books here. This first one is on my to read list. It sounds it's right up my alley. It's called Catherine House by Elizabeth Thomas. So it is set in an exclusive cult-like college hidden deep in the Pennsylvania woods where students live isolated from the outside world for three years and then they emerge to become leaders in their chosen field. So like Penn State. (laughs) So Harvard. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So the protagonist is a smart but kind of damaged misfit, which that's my favorite. My favorite character right there. And the best part Um, of this is that there is a bit of science fiction in the mix as students begin to disappear and then reappear in an oddly altered state oh i like that right so something is super wrong at catherine house and i can't wait to find out what it is i'm really excited about that isolation sci-fi body doubles oh i'm liking what's happening that's what i'm saying you gotta start reading more jacob you've been just like really Lacks lately. Yeah, Start with true. Catherine House. I've been reading too many nonfiction books, man. I, you need to learn about criminal law. I'm your oh guy. Oh my but. gosh. I've been reading too many nonfiction books. And the other day I was literally like, I am uber depressed because of what I'm reading. Like, I have to stop learning. Because it's not bringing me any sort of happiness. Everything I read is like really sad. You, you want to know what a depressing moment I had reading the other day? I actually had this moment where I'm like, I'm old. Because I was reading about World War II, and it wasn't the fact that I was reading about World War II that made me feel old. It was the fact that as I was reading, I was like skipping ahead because I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I already know. I already know. I was getting mad because it was um, just repeating facts I knew. I'm just going to get you books on trains next. That's where you're headed. You, you promise? Really? <laughs> and, Electric only, if you could. I'm looking I, towards the future. Stop. I want to talk <laughs> about a book that a lot of people probably heard of. Um, it was really popular. It was on a lot of lists, but maybe you haven't read it. So I just want to recommend American Spy by Lauren Wilkinson. This is about a young black woman in the FBI in 1986, Marie Mitchell, and she feels really voiceless, which is not surprising of being a black woman in the FBI in that time. And she's sick of working in the office and filling out paperwork. So she jumps at an opportunity to infiltrate a community and bring down um, Thomas Sankara. This is a man America is targeting due to his um, ideology. So while... Marie secretly admires Thomas. She doesn't let it affect her job and ends up seducing him to bring him down. And while it brings happiness in her career, this mission is one that's going to kind of change her and everything that she believes in. Mm. So you have like, again, this is where they kind of discuss real literary thrillers. Like you have like a really good story with the thriller aspects. Oh, sure. It's not like the way where you'd be like, oh, this is going to be like not well written those days are gone people yeah you, these you, are solid thrillers you can't, can't be getting away with this bad written thrillers these days like i said the market's flooded if you write a crappy book nobody cares that's really really true yeah. i mean that's a really great point like it doesn't care like oh, you got a twist uh we know what the twin is although i do have to say that a lot of the really huge thriller mystery books that are all over pop culture that are made into movies um Honestly, I'll say Gone Girl, Girl on the Train. 
I read those books. I didn't. I didn't really like them that much. Yeah, I tried to get into Gone Girl. I couldn't do it. I man. love the movie. The movie is amazing. Well, that's a David Fincher thing. I of think. of course. But so so sometimes you know I'm not total in agreement, but. I think they're always worth worth checking out. Okay, what else you got? All right, so the next one I'm going to go with is The Bones of You by Debbie Howells. So mm. this one revolves around a young girl's murder and one woman's obsession with uncovering the secrets, secrets, or secrets in an idyllic English village. You got in trouble. You stuttered because why did you laugh at her murder? <laughs> well, That's what you get. I will, yeah, I guess that is true. <laughs> um so this one it kind of evokes Gillian Flynn and Alice Siebold, uh yeah, since okay. of which. So if you people like, love that. Oh my god, yeah. Lovely Bones, man. I remember when that thing was a huge like here at the I library loved, that I thing. I loved flew that off book. It did fly off the shelf. Uh not so much the movie, but everybody enjoyed the book. Um so Kate receives a phone call about uh news that Rosie Anderson's missing and she wants to go find out what's going on. I mean, I'm not going to dig too much into the plot of it because you guys kind of have an idea where it's going to be like starting out and everything. Mm-hmm. But as a fan of Downton Abbey, if there's one thing I like, it's murder in the English countryside. Yeah. So the more of that we can get going. There should have been more murder in Downton Abbey. Oh my God. Like <laughs> When I was watching Bridgerton, I was like, I would kill for somebody to just get their head bashed in with a hammer right now. We should have a whole discussion about Bridgerton. We should talk at, about Bridgerton. At some point. <laughs> a the, show that I watched gonna, every episode, but I'm pretty sure I hated it, but I couldn't stop watching hot, it. Hot take. Definitely worth watching, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we, there's At a, night alone, the, not with children around. No, <laughs> who is this? Who is Lady Winsome? We're gonna find out. Please, whatever you're doing, <laughs> I would like you to stop That's doing my it. English Queen accent. All right, did you, you like finish it? your description? I, I did. Yes. Okay. Go read the bones of you, everybody. It sounds like <laughs> gonna be pretty awesome. <laughs> okay, uh, the next book I want you to check out is Stranger in the Lake by Kimberly Bell. This is about Charlotte. She marries a wealthy widower. And I mean, life is good. Those are that's, that's all you, you want, need right? in life. Wealthy widower. It's good until a body appears in the lake near their very isolated home. Uh-oh. So it shouldn't have anything to do with them. And then Charlotte recognizes the victim. Her husband was talking to her in town the day before. So then there's the fact that Paul, her husband, she's remembering. Oh yeah, his first wife also drowned. In that exact same spot years ago. So Charlotte thought she knew Paul and the small town that they live in, but everything and everyone she thought she knew soon gets turned on its head. But the thing with thrillers is, is you might hear that description because we are doing like spoiler free. We're not. Right. It We're might sound like plot, that's guys. the whole thing. These are the things that you learn early in the book. So it might not turn out the way that you think where you're like, well, I know where this story is going. Yeah. You don't. Kimberly Bell says you don't. Yeah. Even though like the husband walks up and is like, I noticed you found my big pile of heavy rocks right <laughs> next to this place where the lake goes really deep. It's so funny that you decided to pick my favorite spot in the lake. Totally not going to play in the It's not. Park. It's not. And then let me do one more quick one because this one was also, um, I think, got a little more press, but it's worth checking out. It's called The Wives by Taryn Fisher. Mm. You've probably, if you saw the cover, you'd recognize it. Um, in this book... Taryn Fisher, she she's depicting an unusual marriage arrangement. Okay, right. so the character's name is Thursday. I don't want you to get confused. Okay, Thursday is one of her husband's many wives, 
And when she finds out he's been talking to another woman, Hannah, she assumes that oh, must just be another one of his wives. So she's very chill. Jeez, okay. If when only, she, right? when she befriends Hannah to kind of find out what's going on, she will unravel the story behind who her husband really is and figure out like who did she marry and should she be afraid for her life if she stays with him. Oh, I mean, you should probably always be worried for your life if you're married, if you're going to be. I mean, as someone who listens to the Dateline podcast every day, yes, you should, women. You should all be concerned for your lives. Husbands be killing wives all the time. They seemed like they had the perfect marriage, but then underneath it all, it wasn't. It, it's, it's as soon as someone asks you to get an insurance policy, you going to die. Like that is just what's happening. I'm serious. You, I know we've come home and see the oxygen network on. You should be on your toes. I mean, this we have mentioned this before, but I'm not I just can't say it enough. I must start a conversation with Andrew every six months when I've just listened to so many where I'm like, always remember, you can always leave if you want someday. No need to kill me. You can just, like you, you can go. I'm not going to take your stuff. You're good because it's it's dark. It's dark out there. Just every everyone you see, uh, whenever you see Andrew just like um, polishing the shovel, you're like, just so you know, you don't have to stay. You look very nice today. Can yeah. I make dinner? Is yes. that a new spade? I, I don't know why you got that. Is that your favorite pile of rocks next to the lake? Please. <laughs> I read a book. <laughs> I got an idea. That's true, actually. Men don't read any of these thrillers. These are for women only. It's we don't good, trust you. It's a good thing, man. <laughs> Give some terrible thoughts reading these things. Okay, what do you got? <laughs> All right, so the next one I got is The Girl in the Red Coat by Kate Hammer. Oh, that was a big book. People love that book. Oh, well, see, look at that. Of course they did because it sounds awesome. <laughs> so uh, Carmel Wakeford becomes separated from her mother at a local children's festival. She's found by a man who claims to be her estranged grandfather. Mm. That always is going to end well. Uh, he tells her that her mom has an accident and that she has to live with him for now. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> That's what it is. Yep. And as days become weeks with her new family, the eight-year-old realizes the man believes <gasps> she has a special gift. Oh. Um, Wait, so he kidnapped this kid because she thinks he's she's like an X-Men person? Yeah, it seems like it, yeah. So okay. then uh, while the mother desperately tries to find her, uh, Carmel embar uh, embarks on an extraordinary journey and uh, one that makes her question who she is and who she will become. That does imply that there's going to be some awesome mutant powers in there, which kind of makes maybe. it Maybe. I mean, people don't always she do the sci-fi thing. Or she maybe could be the devil. That's a possibility. Like a oh. Rosemary's Baby kind of thing going on. Creepy. Maybe some skeleton key. You have a bad book with an awesome ending it's gonna either way it's huh. gonna be worth checking out okay i'll keep that in mind how about another i have another uh let me do another missing kid one because who, <laughs> does, who doesn't want to talk missing about that kid or battered woman it's gonna be one of the two 8 30 in the morning um this one is called heaven my home by attica Locke. so when nine-year-old levi king goes missing darren matthews is the person on the case and is just very determined to find this boy and as he kind of digs into the case, he finds suspicious connections to the last case that he worked on, as well as mysterious ties to the boy's wealthy grandmother, who cares more about her profiting company than her grandson's well-being. Um, and it's just one of those real race against the clock where you can kind of feel the energy, you know, as you go through the pages. And it also exposes the prejudices that plague 
this specific Texas town. Oh, okay. So it's going to cover a lot of different elements. I like that too. Yeah. I really, I just think if today, if the power hadn't come back on, I could be home right now reading a thriller. Oh, you could be, yes. But unfortunately <sighs> it did. So, <laughs> But I wouldn't have seen, I wouldn't have seen your face, Jacob. Uh, I know. I, it's the highlight of my week, that's for sure, is not seeing my own face, but getting to see yours. <laughs> All right. All right, so the next one I got is uh, A Good Man by Andy Katz. Already you know it's going to be a thriller because you read that title and you're like... Is it your is biography, that, yeah, Jacob? Isn't that possible? <laughs> <laughs> well, who, who knows when you get into the plot here? So Thomas Martin is a devoted family man who had all the trappings of an enviable life. Oh, you know what that means. All the trappings get Be- you every time. Beautiful wife and daughter, <laughs> well-appointed home on Long Island. Oh, <laughs> not uh, Long Island. I don't <laughs> yeah, God, heaven forbid on that one. Uh, got, or got a job at a pre, uh, prestigious Manhattan uh, firm. And then he does something that can't be taken away. And he finds out that maybe he's not really as good of a guy as he thought he was. Oh, no. So, what can it be? Yeah. So I like the idea because then it's not just he's kind of questioning what he did, it's a story about how he starts changing who he was to like kind of make up for his new personality like i get kind of a breaking bad kind of vibe from it where he does like one good one bad thing and then it just he does something else to justify that thing and then another thing to justify that Mm -hmm. and before you know it you know maybe you're not such a good guy anymore um sounds like a pretty great little thriller book to me and i want i'm definitely kind of curious exactly what this irredeemable act that he did yeah, don't you guys all want to know? It could be, it Come could, to the library. Yeah, he could be pulling a Mr. Nanny and throwing a dog into a river. You never know what these thrillers are I don't are know what be. that means. Uh, What's I'll Mr. You, nanny? I'll show you the clip. It's a Hulk Hogan movie. There's a, no, there's a dog inexplicably getting thrown into the lake okay, in the okay, background. Right, it's the funniest thing you'll see. Well, I, that actually does sound pretty good. Um, I'm going to do two because we're running out of time. And these are, again, we've got kids involved in them. But it's not all terrible. The first one is Into the Jungle by Erica Farinick. And this is about when Lily Bushwold moves to Bolivia. She's starting a new job as a teacher. She's looking forward to the opportunity to start anew. Um, And as things are starting to come into focus in her life, boo-boo, she loses her job. And now she's at a loss in this place that she's really unfamiliar with. So she's stressed out, but she ends up meeting this guy and Mm -hmm. she really falls in love with Omar, who has claimed that in his life, a jaguar actually took the life of his four-year-old nephew. That's a very tragic story, but you know, you're in the Bolivia jungles. I I have questions, but... So she follows him to this isolated Bolivian jungle to avenge the child's death. Oh, Oh, yeah, you got it against the jaguar. And when she comes up against perilous dangers, she's going to have to rethink her entire life. I'm going to help you out, Lily. Don't go into a Bolivian jungle to avenge a death by a jaguar. I don't really know what else to tell you. You want to know what you want to not engage in Mortal Kombat (laughs) with? A jaguar in the jungle. I mean, I'm assuming that story is, is made up and that I'm the dude no. maybe killed him or something. I don't know. But oh. like that's a it's a heck of a premise. Um, but this one, this one, this is it's good, are, this is they're be also jaguar weird. Fights? No more Jaguar <laughs> fights. This is called Her Daughter's Mother oh by Daniela Petrova. Okay. Oh yeah. So Lana Stone, her life, 
she just changed it up because she found her anonymous egg donor. Okay. Um, Katya. And she decides to follow her in order to just kind of get close to her. You know, like I think she's just so curious about this person that, you know, oh, she's yeah. going to have kind of her baby. She donated her eggs. But when the two come face to face, you know, Lana has no choice. She has to make it seem like it's, oh, this is a very organic meeting. <laughs> like I was not following you. And the two become friends. And then just when Lana starts to feel like Katya has become like actually a huge blessing in her life, she disappears. And then since Lana was quite possibly the last person to see Katya before her oh. disappearance, um, she takes it upon herself to find her. And then just starts uncovering horrifying secrets along the way. I mean, how can you not want to know what the secrets are? I, I, it sounds pretty <laughs> great. Like you have to, what, when you find your unknown egg mother that you <laughs> that you are stalking and become very relatable with, story. I mean, it happens to the best of us, you know. I mean, <laughs> all right, we're out of time. Should we just? You want to just plug sure. us up? So, all the books that we talked about today are available at your local library. We have 37 branches all over Erie County. Stop on by, say hi. We are back in action, everybody. So just check our website at www.buffalolib.org. We almost said that. <laughs> for uh, hours and to check out your own record. Make and sure the power is on. Yeah, it's, very, very important. It's on. And uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at AllBookedUpPod and let us know what uh, female thriller books you are reading today. And just think, you can actually record Quest every single one of these books if they all sounded so good every you can't decide one of them we're gonna send them to your library of choice you know we're gonna charge you for that a uh, hundred dollars is the only fair price i think <sighs> try nothing jacob what nothing at all dude that's what I'm i know saying. right that kind of service where else are you gonna get that? where else are you gonna get it okay so i wanted to do a couple facts about uh you know thrillers crime books the 50, whole thing 50% of them star uh, evil twin <laughs> Agatha Christie so friend from of the show 1890 to 1976 she is the world's best selling fiction writer really? according to the Guinness Book of Records good for her man yeah who knew she has 70 some you know odd crime novels and short story collections they have sold an estimated 2 billion copies although there are some people that estimate it at 4 billion copies how you can have a 2 billion copy difference I'm not sure but well, that's a lot of books I know my 5th grade teacher was obsessed with Agatha Christie man she made us read 10 Little Indians like in class so I'm not surprised at all by those figures alright the first literary detective is widely considered to be you don't know it's yeah, C. Know. August Dupin who first appeared in the murders in the Rue Morgue in 1841 written by Edgar Allan Poe I should know that because I have actually read that story oh that's right but you wouldn't know that was the first no but, I would not I mean, have. it's an old book and finally the most prolific mystery author was John Creasy who wrote over 600 books with 28 different pseudonyms. Jeez. Right? And then coming in close second is George Simeon with 500 plus books. People, I'm always like, we have no excuse for not writing books. When, when, you, th <laughs> when you think James Patterson puts out a lot of books, think of those guys. Think he's of, got nothing on them. That is correct. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye.